Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to today. Welcome to today's Kingdom Thoughts with Mark and Daniel. Um, I'm Daniel. Yeah. This, this is my uh, my pal, my buddy over here, Mark. <laughs> and uh, and we're just, we're gonna, we might be a little goofy today. It's just been one of those days, and so. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I am the author of the of the book Who Let the Joy Out. Yeah, so it's yeah. like if if you can't. If you, I mean, if you can only just talk about joy and not experience it, that's, that's a pretty much sad thing, right? No, for sure. I know. Oh, you've definitely helped me a couple times. Uh, kind of bring some context to that for me, but just liven up. Come on, yeah, come on, just liven up. Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, Mark. Um, so I think today, uh, you know, as we were talking before the show, we kind of we want to talk about identity and some sonship um some 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 of those and so um where do you where do you think we should start with that i mean you know we talk about abraham and mm. uh, and you know uh, yep. the promise well, and- well i i think um it's a subject that uh, from a kingdom perspective it's it's like the never-ending story you know like the, there's just you know, continues to be revelation and revelation and revelation. I, I, I think it's it's partly because the kingdom is so multidimensional, don't you think? Is that you mm-hmm. discover some more. You know, it's like a the conversation that you just keep keep having and keep having and keep having and keep going on. So we can talk about different aspects of of um, um, identity, for instance. But I, I think it's it's really um, a fundamental. It's a foundational. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I, I think it's yeah, it's foundational. I think it's a foundational understanding because you know if you if you have it um, an in, incorrect understanding, um, you know if your if your um, identity is established in something else, you know, like for instance, if if and you know, there's a lot of people I think in this case where you where your identity, your worth is tied to what you do. What mm. happens if you can't do anything? What if, what mm-hmm. if if the industry that you're working in is shut down, or like in this whole you know COVID thing? Um, and, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, and it's like I, I can't travel, mm-hmm. uh, and I I get I've had so much um, sense of achievement come out of traveling. You know, being in different places, new places, seeing people minister to, you know, connect with these people, make new connections, all of those sorts of things. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been through some times where this year it's like, I, you know, you've helped me through it. You know, well, I think a lot of us have been through that this year. You know, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like a, a defining year where I think it's really redefined what, what we're doing in our life. Yeah. So yeah. so I think it is about discovering you know new aspects. Uh, and I use this word dimension because I think it's so it's such a kingdom word is that there's different dimensions. 
you know, I, I used to, I would read in, um, you know, in Revelation there where it says that the elders, you know, uh, um, they're just saying holy, holy. Mm. And I used to think that that would have to be the most boring job <laughs> in all of eternity, you know, just to be, and because and, eternity is a long time. So, you know, if you're there just saying holy, holy, holy. But then I had this revelation one day that they weren't just saying it because it was a mantra or mm -hmm. just something. They were, it's actually an exclamation. It's like, holy. It's because they saw another aspect of God. Mm -hmm. They saw no. another, another perspective of mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we, when we are, are understanding more about our identity, I mean, you, you're you're talking about the whole thing from from Abraham. Well, mm -hmm. Let's let's just go there. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the uh, Galatians. Yeah, from Galatians. Yeah, so Galatians three twenty nine um, says it's Passion Translation. It says, and since you've been united to Jesus the Messiah. You are now Abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm. All the promises of the kingdom realm. Mm. We could go on and on for that for a long time. I mean, I can think of some, you know, promises. If, if, right? I mean, we've been promised that we'll, um, you know, there's a promise of redemption. There's a promise of grace. There's a promise of, uh, of, um, Oh man, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think of all of them. They're rolling all in my head. But there's so many promises that we find in the Bible. But you know, with Abraham, I was actually going over that today. Let me pull up my notes here now that I'm thinking about it. You know, and there was the you know, Abraham was promised promised the the promised land, which you know we would say is it's great prosperity. So he was promised great prosperity. He was promised a kingdom almost. You know, I mean that's really what we're looking at is is that he was promised a, a land. It said that many nations would come out of him. That, that, I mean, that there would be these nations that he would be birthed out of him. So he was promised that. He was promised a descendant, um, which were really ultimately, I think we're talking about Jesus there. The more I look into that, the more I understand that he, you know, he was promised a son, but the son was the seed of the lineage of Jesus. You know, it was mm -hmm. really that he was promised, the, he was promised, the, the last son that was Jesus, you know, the, the son of God, mm -hmm. um, it would be in his lineage. And then the promise of blessing and redemption and justification. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are actual, like if we're talking about that we inherit the promises of Abraham, I think those are, that's just where we can start is in those areas. You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, I think that, you know, when we talk about the Abrahamic blessing, for instance, um, that really is summed up. It's blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, Abraham was blessed. And and the more that he became the blessing, the more that the blessing flowed into him or onto him or into his life. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's it's typically, you know, like people have the, uh, the saying, you know, if God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that there's never ending these promises of the kingdom. I, I don't I don't think that I think that the more that you define it, the more that you find that there's more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's the nature of, of heaven. Nature of the heaven is abounding. 
you know it's abundance it, it's like it's it's it, you know the father wants us to be overwhelmed overwhelmed with his goodness mm -hmm. right overwhelmed with peace overwhelmed with hope overwhelmed with faith that's what we're made for mm -hmm. right we are that's why we struggle so much when we're overwhelmed with negative stuff we, we, we can't cope with it you know we find it difficulty that's why our bodies don't handle sickness because we're not we're not made for that for yeah we are made for all the promises of the kingdom realm yeah. that's what we're made for mm -hmm. that's what we can cope with we can handle those sorts of things we're not made for hell mm -hmm. that's why people struggle when um they are um you know uh experiencing or they're outside of the kingdom people honestly struggle they don't know what they're struggling with but they struggle with being separated from god mm -hmm. they, they struggle with being separated from the community of of other people they struggle with those things that's why they they try all sorts of things to fill that gap right that's why you know um, we are all made for boundaries. We're made, we're made for boundaries. We're made for um, living a life like that. Mm -hmm. mm. So I think you're kind of talking a little bit like boundaries. Uh, we could talk about law a little bit in that. Um, you know, identity yeah. and how that and how that reflects. Oh yeah, well, I see that Ben was saying hi. Hey, hey Ben, how you doing? It's good to see you. And uh, Randy from um, Bacolod. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Elaine also from um, Bacolod. Uh, so I'm doing amazing work there in Bacolod in, uh, mm -hmm. in a place called Miracle Central. Mm, I've heard um, of it. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked about it. And just in the areas of transforming lives, so, doing such such a good thing. Great uh, great, uh, great understanding of the kingdom. What you know, just you know, mm -hmm. promises of the kingdom. Who, yeah. So great to see you people on board. So you were say talking about law. Oh yeah, Tell well, me about it. as we're talking about identity, um, you know, we had talked before. One of the things I I think that the the law and identity have a lot to do um, with one another. You know, the the <laughs> the fact that. Um, there goes my, yeah, there's, there's my wife. Copper. You see your wife there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, babe. Um, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's like got me confused. And I was like, look at it. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, the I think that the reason that we're seeing the law being challenged by the world around mm -hmm. us right now is actually because of identity. Because you're right. So, identity was made to have limitations, made to have boundaries, like you were saying. And yep. so, so, you know, the thing is, is, is if we can't, if we can't decide who we are so much in the world today, they're saying, you know, what do you identify as? What, what color or what, what gender or all these things do you identify as? And, and people are saying, I don't even know who I am. I don't know if I'm this person. I don't know if I'm that person. Who do I want to be? Um, and, and so when we have law, it puts us on either side of that. We have to decide whether we're this person who will be on this side of the law or we're this person who will be on this side of the law. And of course, I'm not necessarily even talking about natural. I'm talking about God's law. You know, we're talking about the the law of the kingdom. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, I 
um, say a lot is that um, we are. I don't think that we're made to serve the law. I think the law is made to serve us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you are mastered by law or judgment or criticism or time or money or all of these sorts of things, mm -hmm. you've placed yourself that you are serving those things. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so you can. I, you I can think. Have, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. You, ahead. So we got a bit of a delay there. Um, I think that what happens is that when you become, uh, when you serve um, law, you 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 really become judgmental um, and legalistic, uh, rather than realize that's the platform that you operate from. Mm -hmm. You know, it serves. It's meant to serve. Mm -hmm. um yeah so well i think we're talking you know it, it's all these structures right i think that i think that the in the kingdom realm it's all about structures so we have the structure of law we have the structure of money we have the we have all these structures and and we either become servant to the structure or the structure becomes servant to us exactly what you're talking about you know and and you're talking about money i actually wanted to i got a question for you and, and mm -hmm. in one of our past conversations we were talking about um, how Jews, um, how they're they're good with money. They have an entrepreneurial. Um, I, they really identify as entrepreneurial people. Um, as, mm -hmm. as as kingdom people, we know you know they they um, they subdue and they they take dominion over the areas they're in, specifically in the market realm. And one of the comments you made um, was that the reason they did that was because they believed in the Abrahamic promise and so can yep. you explain a little bit of how that how does that play into their identity of, of that well it, it, you know it's it's really the same with um, uh, Muslim nations as well mm -hmm. is that they 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 acknowledge that they are descended from Abraham mm. now Abraham of course um, this Abrahamic blessing was upon him Right. Well, this blessing yeah. that we call the Abrahamic blessing it was God yeah. saying listen Abraham I'm going to bless you I am going to make you the father of many nations. Mm -hmm. and, and we know um, how he battled through that. Um, it was many, many years before he saw the realization um, of it. But he, he, was a, he, was a, he was a father of hope. He was, he was, a, he was strong um, in the area of hope. Mm -hmm. And so he obtained uh, for his descendants um, a, a, a huge battle um, was waged by him. And so not only did he get um, Isaac, but he got the rest of us, right? Mm -hmm. So that when you realize this is my father on this on this planet, this is the mm -hmm. line that I live within, mm -hmm. then I'm going to live out of that. I'm going to live out that of anointing. I'm going to live out of that inheritance. I'm going to live out of that. Well, it's almost like expected, right? Because like... Yeah. He made a promise. He made a covenant. We know God holds his promises in his covenants. So yep. if I'm in that bloodline, it said that he would bless all the nations that came from him, and I'm obviously yep. one of those. So I would yep. expect that blessing to be upon my so, life. So what's the activator of that? Well, the activator of that, I think, is faith. And, uh, and faith is a part of expectancy, or expectancy is a part of that which hope. Hope is all mixed into that. So faith is the substance of things hopeful for. Yeah. So so that when I when I have a belief, when I have a, a, a belief, I'm a descendant of Abraham. 
his Abrahamic blessing, the blessing that God put on his life flows through mine, mm. my life. And I'm going to live out of that. You know, that's an important thing. When you put a demand upon heaven, when you, when you come into agreement with heaven, which is really what it is, because you come into agreement, you see the power of agreement. You see the flow of those truths, that blessing, because the blessing, we know that, that the sins of the Father are visited through the generations. Now, if sin can do that, how much more can blessing do that? Mm-hmm. Right, because we know that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So that whilst sin, um, evil things can visit generations after, you know, way down, which is, you know, what we what we do is we cut off those sorts of those curses and those things that take place. Uh -huh. But if it can visit, if it can visit generations afterwards, how much more can blessing? Oh, yeah, right. And I think that's uh, the reality is so often we think uh, there's so much evil around us. But, you know, I keep coming back to that verse where grace or where sin abounds, grace abounds more. So it's always mm -hmm. about more. You know, it's it's saying, hey, Michelle, um, it's it's always. Uh, oh, there's Randy again. Hey, what's up? Um, so it's it's really the concept of um, wherever, wherever the the. Uh, you know, the dark domain is, mm -hmm. there's always more of the light kingdom there, but mm -hmm. it's about stepping into that, you know, and as you're talking about what I'm hearing, as you're talking about living from that, that place of understanding where blessing is, when you talk about make coming into agreement with and everything, what I see is that's actually a part of the identity. So it, I, I believe that we see the blessing and everything when we actually concrete that cornerstone into our identity. Right. Because it's like I believe and I have faith for that thing. So when I do that, it gets concreted into my identity and then I start living from my belief and my faith. You know, one of the one of the um, uh, unfortunate things that we see in our world today mm -hmm. is an increase in a particular crime. And um, mm -hmm. um, that particular crime uh particularly in the West, but in other other country, other mm -hmm. nations as well. And that's identity theft. That's mm -hmm. where somebody assumes somebody else's um, uh, name and details. It actually happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I had this company call me up and say, listen, you owe us $11,000. What are you going to do about it? And it was like, what? You know, and um, and so after some period of time, which tr I tracked down the fact, I found they sent me the application form that I supposedly had made for this credit card and then used it all up. The unfortunate thing for the person who did that was that the day that um, or the time that I was supposed to have made this application, I was overseas. I was out of the country. Oh, yeah. um, and so that just... You know, wrecked, but they assumed my identity. They got a few things wrong, but you, mm -hmm. you know, they assumed that. So they were stealing my identity. They were taking my identity and trying to use it to gain mm -hmm. something uh, for them. Mm -hmm. And and so the enemy's trying to do that all of the time. That's his nature to do it: to kill, to rob, and destroy. And so, uh, if he can have us, mm 
somehow trick us into believing that we're something that we aren't, right? So that we can we, we can put our identity, as we said when we started this, into what we do or our gifting or our calling or um, in, into something else. If he can convince us that we're not really children of God, that we're orphans, even though we might say it in our head but in our heart, we're, we're still orphans. I think also what you're talking about is is that um, you know the enemy tries to convince us that God's not good. I mean, if you really think about it, that's what he's saying. I I, I was thinking about when you're talking about that. You know, the enemy convinces us to to go for something. You know, back in we have Eve who was created in the image of God, who had the breath of God. We've talked about this before, but he comes to her and he says, you know, don't you want to eat the apple and you'll be like a god. And really, the, there's a couple concepts there. One is he was trying, he was telling her, well, if you eat that, you'll become something you already are, essentially, because they had a kingdom. They could multiply. I mean, they were procreators. I mean, they had it all, right? I mean, they, they, they had it, um, what he was telling. But really, the concept mm -hmm. was, is he's telling her, God's held out on you. Mm -hmm. Like, did you know that there's this fruit and God's telling you not to eat it because God's not, he must not be good. Like, because... Mm -hmm. Why would he tell you? Why would he keep this greatness of what this fruit could do for you away from you? And so it was really a selfish move on her part. But it's really about that identity thing is that she didn't believe in the goodness of God and she didn't know who she was. Um, you know? And exactly the same thing happens with Jesus. Mm, yeah. You know, and a slightly different thing, you know, like Jesus goes through the waters of baptism in the Jordan and the father uh, amongst other things, says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. So if we just stop just, just there, the father is declaring for everyone who wants to hear, listen, this person here, Jesus here is my son, mm -hmm. and I'm well pleased with him. I'm well pleased. Now, he hasn't done anything really there. He hasn't. He hasn't healed the sick. He hasn't um, fed the 5,000 or the 4,000. He hasn't walked on water. He hasn't, mm -hmm. you know, hasn't raised Lazarus from the dead. He hasn't done any of that yet. Mm -hmm. And the father says, this is my son, and I am well pleased with him. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory that um, I'm going to talk to you about it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> my theory is that. Uh, because the Father looks from the end of our lives, so to speak, back to the present day. Mm. That's why he says things that we don't understand because we're looking at it from from uh, where we are today into the unknown. But he's looking from the conclusion of our time, our life, what is, back to the present day. Mm -hmm. So that when he said that about Jesus, he was looking through every single person that was going to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. He was looking at all the people who were going to come into a relationship, who were going to come into the family. He was looking at all the sons and daughters who were ever going to be coming into, uh, into, into his family and saying, this is my son, this is my daughter, this is my son, this is my daughter, and I am well pleased mm -hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And so the so that's an important thing to understand that you today, if you're listening to this right now live or in the days to come, and you know 
that you are in the kingdom of God, that you are a son and daughter, then you can be absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, be, be absolutely confident that he's well pleased with you. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is that not long after the father has made that declaration. Now, nothing happens within the kingdom without first a declaration. Mm -hmm. Right, so a declaration is made. This is my son, and more than that, I'm well pleased with him. Mm -hmm. Not because he's done stuff. Not because he's just because he is the son. He's a son. Mm -hmm. Right. So when he goes into the wilderness and he's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, okay. Mm -hmm. The wilderness is not designed to be a bad place. It's designed to be a transition point from one realm to another. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're going to feel like, um, you know, you can't hear or you can't, you're not hearing like you used to hear or you're not getting revelation like you used to know or it can feel like it's tough or whatever. So it's, when you realize that that's a wilderness time and it's time to change gears, it's time to change seasons. And so Jesus comes into this wilderness experience in order to change from being the carpenter's son, right, to step yeah. out as the son of man and to display the kingdom and to display what it looks like to be a child of God on the planet. Mm -hmm. Now, the very first thing we know is that the enemy says, if yeah. you are the son of God. Mm -hmm. See what he's doing? He, he's, he's attacking identity. He, mm -hmm. He's trying to convince, um, you know, and it's, it was just a, um, a, a waste of energy on the enemy because it was never going to persuade Jesus. But, you know, he, he's, he's just demonstrating. And Jesus is just showing us that, look, the enemy is always going to uh, always attack your identity. And that's why when we are preparing to go into a breakthrough season or to step into a new area, our, our, we'll always get an upgrade. It won't always feel like it's an upgrade. It can sometimes feel like it's an attack on your identity, but there'll always be a point in which you are getting upgrade in your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Father will always bring us into that mm -hmm. because he wants us to be able to handle what we are stepping into. Mm -hmm. see, see, Daniel, see how, how, how so vital identity is, and that's why we keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know... Yeah, it's a good one right there. Well, look, look what Corey. I mean, Corey's just saying, you know, what we, what we, you know, what what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So he he tries to bring Jesus into performance instead of identity, mm -hmm. or he's trying to bring into that identity. The performance actually is the is the big thing. He's saying, look, if you are the Son of God, mm -hmm. then do something, mm -hmm. prove so it, prove to me exactly. <laughs> you you never. You never have to prove identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you simply you simply are because that's what he tells us, you know. 
you know, as you were talking about that, you know, you're talking about the the wilderness, that transition yep. place. And uh, also, you know, I think it's it is about going from something into something. It's that. Um, but also, you know, we find that the the Israelites were in the wilderness and it was actually to let something die. So I think that can that can sometimes, you know, through in the wilderness sometimes, too. It's about him letting some things die so the new can come. You know, it says, you know, the old things will die and the new will come. Um, and I think, you know, so there's there's in that, too. Sometimes things in our identity have to die. You know, before he, we can replace things, sometimes old old ways of thinking or old uh, ways of the way we identify has to die off before we can see the new. You know, one of the things that um, has often interested me is the is the story of the prodigal son. I, I know it's called the prodigal son. I, I think it's probably mislabeled, really. I mean, I know he was prodigal, mm -hmm. um, and and what we see is this is the compassion, the love of the father, you know, for the son, the son who demands his inheritance. Mm -hmm. So even when you think about that, that's a pretty um, it's it's a pretty bad thing, really, because what he's saying is to his father, "I wish you were dead." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, die well, so well, I can my portion. Yeah, so I want I, I want what I would get when you're dead. Now, mm -hmm. right? You know, so I, I wish you were dead so I could have my inheritance. So you know, that's that's pretty. Um, it's pretty hurtful, mm -hmm. but it's because of his selfishness, you know. He's so he goes out, he blows all the money, you know, does oh, bad stuff, really. Mm -hmm. um, and then comes to his senses that you know, realizing that the servants would be better off. <laughs> and he go, he goes back to the house, uh, go back to the home, and the father's waiting for him. So he, that's like and, he exit, right? Yeah, he's he's expecting or he or he's longing for it. I think it's what yeah. this is what hope is. Hope is this earnest expectation. The father is so full of hope. Now, for me, I think that all of that's wonderful, and I've told that story, and you know, I've heard it all my life mm -hmm. about the prodigal sons, and we talk about prodigals and praying in the prodigals and all of those sorts of things. But what I think we miss is is how sad it is to watch the behaviour of the older brother. Mm -hmm. That's the most indictment because that's what a religious spirit will do to you. Mm -hmm. A religious spirit will dry you out. A, a religious spirit is more interested in function. It's more interested in doing it the right way, the only way. I, I talk about it like, like this way, you know. I'm thinking, you know, there's so many things that are meant to be lifestyle. But what the religious spirit does is it sucks out the life it takes the life out of something and you're just left with the style <laughs> mm -hmm. you know because um it, it's form it's it's about function it's about formula mm -hmm. you know it's like if you just do this this and this you're going to get get this and so the older brother is is so indignant and he's even referring to that son of yours I mean, it's his brother. 
you know, he doesn't identify. He keeps it well across because what he what he does is he he tries to lock him into his past, mm -hmm. his past behaviour. Now we know that past behaviour can have consequences, but we know that you can be forgiven from what you've done in your past, mm -hmm. right? And so what we see and and and. And Kama is so right here. And she says that religion robs you out of the relationship. And that's what the older brother brother did. He separated himself um, from that relationship. And yet the father said to him, But you were here all of the time. You could have had you could have had a, a banquet every night if you wanted to. Because mm -hmm. it's all yours. But you, what happens is the older brother didn't see that he was a son. Mm-hmm. Now, the prodigal had been through such the depth that he realized how valuable sonship was. <laughs> he knew how he had damaged it. And the older brother who had it for so long, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't realize what he had. Mm, I, get, I see where you're going kind of with this. Sometimes so, we go into that desert place and we, you know, it's... Well, well yeah. I, I, I don't know whether he became so uh, familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But I think he, I think his his thinking was that he was he he was maybe being too stingy with what he had, or maybe not even realizing, or not wanting to realize that he could access what was his. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I mean, the father said to him, "Excuse me." The father said to him, "Look, you could have a banquet every night if you wanted to, because mm -hmm. all of it's." All of I have is yours, mm -hmm. right now. The, the the son, the prodigal son, realized that because he said, "I want my part. I mm -hmm. want my inheritance." And he went and blew it, and, and he's got nothing. And he comes back, and the father puts a cloak on him, puts rings on his finger. He, he gave him. He restored him mm -hmm. to all that it is. And I think that we can live life, um, not confident of who we are mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is an area that the enemy tries to rob people of the confidence of being you know who you who you really are and I think it must bless the father when when you behave like a son when you realize that everything that the father has is yours so we come back to what what Galatians said Hmm. We've inherited all. We've inherited all of the promises yes. of the kingdom realm. Not not, not just some, not just a, a little portion, not just a, a percentage. Just because you live in this country or that country, or you're male or fem female, or you're little or tall or short or fat or whatever else it is. It doesn't have anything to do with it. What it has to do, I, I suppose it's like, you know, who's your daddy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what has to do about it. Yeah, but, you know, as you're talking about, so I've been sitting here thinking about, you say, who's your daddy? I think a, a great example in the Bible of identity from Jesus is, is back when, you know, his family goes into Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to remember. I think it's a Passover or something. Anyway, they go and, on their way out, they lose Jesus. 
and yeah. they, you know, they find him sitting in the synagogue and you know and they say hey what are you doing come on and he says do you not know i'm about my father's business it's like even at that moment he knew who he was the identity was he's like i know i'm my father's son and i'm about his business like do you not know it he he knew more who he was than the people around him knew who he was mm -hmm. You know, which is, I think it's a great picture if we're truly solid and we understand who we were, even when everybody around him saying, who do you think you are? Like, you don't belong here. Why did you run away? Come, come. You know, everybody's trying to pull him from this place he's at. And he's like, I, I don't care what any of you think. Do you not know mm -hmm. this is where I belong? I'm sitting here yep. in my father's house about my father's yep. business. Um, so, so, you know, um, in understanding about identity, and we keep seeing it time and time again, um, how it's the very root of issues that people have. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we re reflect a little bit, Daniel. Um, I know that this has been a significant revelation for you. Mm -hmm. You know, understanding who you are, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, so what is what's that done for you? What's that done for you in 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 a business realm, let alone as a father, and as a you know as a as a husband, as a son? What 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 is it? How has it impacted you knowing, um, you know who you are, and, well, and moving into that revelation of it anyway? Okay, so so here's some direct. I can think of a couple direct. So one, I think probably I would say the most noticeable one that I know myself has been being a father. Um, and so I think we all go through a, a moment, especially when we're new parents, thinking like, "Am I capable of this? Can I? Are my kids gonna be? Are they gonna believe God? Are they gonna know God the way I want them to? Am I gonna be a good example?" There's all these questions, and we it sets us up for so much failure. Because we start thinking, oh, am I good enough? Are they, all these things, and so you know, this this revelation that I really had is when I it was the reality of realizing, like, from the moment that God gave me my first son, I identified as His father. Like God actually, God actually stamped that identity on me. I didn't. I didn't. He said, "I'm giving you a child, so I call you father. I stamp you father because I'm giving you this child." And so I was struggling and failing miserably, to be honest with you, of, of being a good father to my children because I, I wanted so bad to be it that, you know, sometimes I saw like the things we focus on sometimes are the, the things we have the most problem with just because of that. And so um, it, it really, and that was probably the biggest like clicking aha moment that I've had in identity was when it really hit me and I just said, God gave me this child, so I'm obviously the best father that my son can have because I, I'm the only father my son could have because God decided that. And so in that, he decided I was the best father for this child. And so in, 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 it, in it, it, changed, it changed me. That's what it does. You know, when you actually you concrete that in, you say, I believe it. That's what I'm going to believe then all of a sudden things like your wife starts saying what happened to you like you're so good with the kids like you're you you discipline them so much better you aren't angry with them all the time and all these things so, so can i butt in there so no, do you do you think what you what you came to a realization was you stopped trying to be yeah, a good stopped. father and and just just was a father mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and so 
it is exactly right. You know, well then in, in business, it was the same way. So there was really what was happening was I was second guessing myself on so much that I was putting, putting a lot of burden on my partners in my business because it was like, I don't know that I can do this. And so I would be putting this burden all over the place and it really caused a lot of problems mm. relationally, business wise, mm. all kinds of things. And so mm. when I finally was like, you know, this is where I'm at and I can do this. Like God, God put me here. This is what I, this is my passion. This is what I like to do. Um, you know, and, and it was about, I started really going like, it wasn't that the business defined me, it was that I defined the business. So it yep. started, I started saying the business will become like this because that's who I am. I'm a yes. visionary. I'm a visionary. So my business needs to be visionary. I'm yes. a, I'm relational. So my business needs to be relational. And, and I really, you know, I really saw that happen when that happened. I saw um, nine out of 10 people that I um, talked to, to sell them in my business. I landed them before we ever talked about price which I had a hard time getting customers before. But when I actually started putting passion, vision and all that into what I was telling people about my business, they just wanted to buy. They're just like, yeah. yeah, you're it. We don't, what's the price? You're it. You know, yeah. you know? and, and so. Um, but a lot of that has to do with, with confidence, doesn't it? Because, you know, confidence, <laughs> um, uh, people catch confidence when they, when, when they see somebody who's confident about who they are. Mm -hmm. And um, and understanding, you know, who they are um, leads you into that confidence, mm -hmm. where that you can be you can be confident, not arrogant. You know, the, the I mean, really, the difference between confidence and arrogance has to do with thanksgiving, has to do with mm -hmm. the humility in, in in part of your heart. So you know, um, that's 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 really good. Mm -hmm. That's a good. Yeah, uh, I, I think, um, you know, for me, there were just several things, but, I, you know, I, I think it's um, when when I uh, realize um, that, you know, who I am and can say who I am, mm -hmm. I'm agreeing with heaven. You know, th there's, a, there's a lot of thinking that people seem to have maybe it's not as much as it used to be i don't know but you know people seem to think that um if you uh don't say it then that's a humility mm -hmm. and that it's pride to say that i'm a son of god i'm a, an apostle or a prophet or mm -hmm. wherever else it is i mean if you have to tell people right ramming it down their throat that you are an apostle prophet you're probably not mm -hmm. but if you are able to out of confidence say this is who god called I me mean, paul would say this he wouldn't say i am apostle paul he says no i am paul called as an apostle, apostle. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this is what i'm called to do but in understanding when you are saying i'm called to do this you are talking about this is my, my identity in his case, my identity was Paul. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing is to have that in that right order. But listen, understanding who you are opens up your experience of who God 
has designed you to be, has has called you to be. Um, and um, I'm, I was just reading this uh, yesterday uh, from um, Proverbs. So I was, you know, it was, it was in my case, it was the, the first um, and a few other places in the world. It's, it's, it was yesterday too, but in your case, it's today is the first of March. Um, and um, I, I, I read it from Proverbs 1 in the Passion Translation, and it's just got this, you know, um, whole words of wisdom. It's just talking about some things. And then verse 4 says, these Proverbs, so this what was written, this wisdom, will give you great skill to teach the immature and make them wise, to give youth the understanding of their design and destiny. That's what the Father wants us to understand is as children of God, what's our particular design and what's our particular destiny? He wants to help us to understand in our identity what we are on this earth, what is the design of our life, and what is the destiny of our life, mm -hmm. right? And when you pay attention, when you are on a pursuit of um, uh, understanding your identity and the different dimensions of it, you'll understand much more about the design and destiny. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing... I was thinking of is is the the difference between identity within the world and in in the in kingdom you know in the kingdom or in God's in the scriptures even you could say is um, I wanted to like make it define those is that in the world we're told to find identity within ourselves mm -hmm. you know they look look into yourself and find out who you are whereas in the kingdom we're we're made to find our identity in Christ. That's you right. know, you know, it, it's like it's like that. It's like um, I am confident because he's because he's my he's my God. I'm confident because of who he made me. And, you know, and that's what we're talking, you know, as you were talking about, you know, like so we talk about someone who's self-confident and they're yep. full of themselves. And they're it's all about, you know, they're they like to talk about themselves. And the truth is, is that's because their identity is found in what we you know, he's found in what they do. Or, or and you know and that's the problem with that is, is it's a house built on the sand and that's yeah. why we have so much suicide and we have so much things in the in the in the world right now is because when we we put our identity in ourselves it's destined to it's destined to crash and then we that we we have nothing to stand to stand on we have no dignity left we have no no yep. faith or hope or anything left and you know and so I think that's really the key to that is really our our, our identity has to be grounded in who in who Christ is and what he did for us, who he says we are, you know, and there's, there's, I mean, you know, he says we are redeemed. He says we are special. We're one of a kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much there. And so I know that, um, like with me, um, you know, that can be some of the challenges is realizing, you know, confidence is found in who Christ says I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, you know, it never ceases to amaze me at the brilliance of of, of God. And, 
you know, I don't even think that really fully <laughs> describes just how absolutely amazingly brilliant, mm -hmm. you know, he he is. And we see glimpses of, of that. If we, if we just think about this, um, the father wanted us as his children. Mm. Um, he he sent his son himself, he himself, as his son to this planet because he wanted to communicate to us that the answer to every issue is always sonship. Mm -hmm. The answer is always a son, right? And people, you are, I'm sure people will understand that I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about position. Mm -hmm. And so that when we see Jesus come to the, near to the end of his earthly life, and he's in the garden and he's praying before going to the cross, before going to the cross, he says to the Father, I've completed the work that you've sent me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, right at that particular point of time, he has not completed the cross. <laughs> yeah. But he is saying, I've completed the work that you've sent me to do. Am I saying the cross wasn't important? I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's very important, but it's not the work that he was sent for. Mm -hmm. What was the work that he was sent for that he's already completed? It was to show us what it's like to be a son on the earth. He was demonstrating what it looks like to live as a son, as a child of God. Mm -hmm. Everything that Jesus did. In fact, he actually said it. He says, what I've done, you will do. Oh, actually, no, you'll actually do more. You'll yeah. do it. He'll do a lot, lot more. He'll do greater things, yeah. You'll do yeah. greater things. Well, what I've done and even greater things. So isn't it wonderful that the father said, I'm going to adopt these people, my loved people, my much-loved people. I am going to adopt them as my children. They're going to become my children. And what I'm going to do is that I'm going to show them what it looks like to be a child of mine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that that's the key thing is, is that's why it's really important to understand what Jesus did and taught. Now, is Paul got some amazing things to teach? Yes, absolutely. But he's not Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, it's really important to have an understanding of what Jesus did, how he lived on the earth, how he behaved as, as, as a son. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say today to everybody that's listening, from that start that we started with today, that we inherit all the promises of God. It's time to discover all of the promises of God as a child of God. I want to encourage people today. Don't settle with the thinking, understanding um, of what you know today about who you are. Mm -hmm. Go for the more. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask today, what do you want to show me more about my identity? What do you want to show me today 
about who I am and whose I am. Well, I, you know, that's that's a key. I believe that's a key today to be into a place where you are, uh, are asking the Holy Spirit, who's the teacher? Who's the instructor? Who's the revelator? He wants to bring to people today, right? And and let him show you where you've put your identity in some other role that you play. You know, some other some other thing that that may be somehow capturing you um, and and keeping you away from your true. Uh, identity or dimensions of your true identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I seen this post that Corey put that really goes into what you're you're kind of you're talking about is you know things that are keeping us from understanding our identity stuff. You know, so I mean he's you know he uses the world systems to impose his traits on us instead of accepting our nature from the Father, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really so often that's what what we do right. We get caught up in like um, we get caught up. In the, the this poverty that's going on around us, or we could name so many things that are going on in the world system around us: lawlessness, poverty, all these things. And we start letting those define us. You know, we mm -hmm. start saying, we start saying, "Oh, I'll never, I'll never have the kind of money I need to go on a mission trip." Oh, like you know, um, I'll mm -hmm. never have this. Or, and and right, you say it starts with the declaration. And I think so often that's you know. Um, the, you know, that's kind of that's what you're talking about like start paying attention you know guys mm -hmm. i think people like i would just encourage people to start paying attention to their their way of thinking what are they having faith for what are they believing and it's and it's, it's not just about what you're saying it's about what you're thinking what so we we need to take some thoughts captive and we need to start saying no i am i am christ i am a son of god and I do. I, you know i don't i'm not subject to the systems of the world because i get all the promises of the kingdom realm, which are not the, the world system. And yep. so if we're going to discover the, the promises of the kingdom realm, we first have to get out of the systems of the world and quit saying that I'm subject to those. Wow. Well, I think that's an excellent note to finish on because you yeah. just said, take thoughts captive, right? Take the thoughts that are not your thoughts or not meant to be or are in contact contradiction to the kingdom and to take new thoughts mm -hmm. to take on new thoughts about who you are and who you are today so we want to just speak that out today the all all the promises all the promises of the kingdom are yours mm -hmm. and so um we, we we just want to bless you with that today we want to say thank you for joining us just uh, really appreciate you tuning in, whether you are listening to it live now or you'll listen to it later. Um, this is another aspect of, of um, revelation of identity. Uh, we, we see it so often today where people, um, that the things that they're going through, the struggles that they're going to, the basis of that um, is identity. Um, and the Father is, is wanting to continually take us back. That's why we keep talking about it. There's at times we feel like we want to move on from this to another subject, we want to prophesy or do mm -hmm. something else. But the Father keeps saying, no, just talk about identity. Come back to identity again because it's what 
it all boils down to it's what it's a foundational thing to come back to and um if you if you hear something you've heard it for 10 times or five times or 20 times uh, i pray that something of what we've talked about today will trigger something in you that will take you into a new dimension mm -hmm. to a new dimension of the kingdom so thanks for joining us today we really appreciate it daniel and i just so appreciate the comments we've had lots of comments today yeah, uh, from people comments, guys. just really appreciate it thank you thank you for checking in thanks for visiting um our, us on the live stream and uh if you like what you're hearing or uh, even if you don't quite like what you're hearing <laughs> no uh, share it anyway you know let let somebody else hear um you know what we're talking about get the word out there subscribe um where else it is to uh in insight now T tomorrow um chris and peter and myself will be back on for for life's um insight now and you'll pick up um, other times when peter or chris or, or myself daniel uh, and i will be here next week uh, as well so uh, have a great day uh, have a good rest of your day and time to embrace in a completely new way identity it's who you are that's who you are mm -hmm. so uh have a great day appreciate Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.